Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie, and I'm going to run a little pick and roll here with my man Nick. How you doing, man? How you doing? (laughs) I'm good. I was um, playing NBA 2K, and I went up against the 2000 Kings, and... Vladi Divok is broken in video games. I hate him more than anything. That pick and roll between him and Mike Bibby was driving me freaking nuts today. He's <laughs> playing on Hall of Fame difficulty, not to brag, but it's hard. And Divok yep. is just cheap, man. Like, I can't stand him. Even as a Laker, like, I'm, I was so happy. I, mean, I was a child, but like, getting rid of Vladi for Kobe, it's like, oh, that's the move of a century. Can't stand that, man. It, it's an admirational hate. So I guess that makes me a baby and you're Vladi or other way around. But that's what we're going for. <laughs> Pick and roll, two-man show. Yep. I mean, I mean, Vladi is one of those guys that he just did so much in Sacramento that you can't not love him. But also, he, you know, he opened a club here in, like, old Sacramento, which is, like, not, like, the most poppin' place, especially back then. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, like the rumor of him smoking cigarettes, like, you know, in the tunnel and in the, in the, uh, uh, you know, locker room, locker stuff, room anywhere, clearly, clearly, you know, spot on. It's actually funny, though, because like, so I, I guess like to throw another Mike Bibby story in there, uh, I used to work at a singular wireless store. 2001 era right and uh about the time that uh vladi opened his his uh club which i think i only went to maybe once or twice you know it's it's they're all the same to me right like i'm it's not really my scene anyway but yeah mike bibby shit this is gonna drive me down a whole path mike bibby used to come into the, the store and everything was in his mom's name. So you would have, you know, you would like literally, but he would also have like homies on the, on the plans. Like, but I remember just like, you know, I, I can't remember, like, this is probably, you know, I'm probably not even supposed to talk about this stuff anyway, but I just remember always thinking like, it was something like there was some team dime thing in the account, which was like his like kind of like code word. Right. Yeah. Which if you're a fan of Mike Bibby was like, always you know like that was his thing forever right like he had all those i actually have td i have a random pair of i have them in reach but i have a random pair of like white on white air force ones with the team dime logo on them and um but yeah it was it was interesting and the other interesting thing is when ron artest was here in sacramento that guy used to come through the mcdonald's drive-thru like i would always like not always, but I would typically be at the store fairly early in the morning, you know, before like, you know, let's say it's like eight, eight thirty in the morning, right? Like pre-practice for the Kings. But at, it was before when they were at the old sleep train, Arco Arena, whatever you want to call it. Um, and dude, Ron Artest would come through like, you know, suburban in the drive through music just on blast. But like every time you he would pull up to the thing to make an order, you would you would almost just like you'd see the window roll down and just smoke billow out. <laughs> it's like Ron, all right, Ron. get ready for practice. 
but yeah, I love, I love that era so of, much. of Kings though. Like, man, those, those, those matchups, honestly, like if I could pick, I, I don't know if it's the same for you, but if I could pick one, like, just like, let's just play the same team for 82 games. It would be those, like those three or four years. Lakers Kings were so fun to watch, man. <laughs> so fun to watch, even though we lost most of the time, but yeah. Now that you, you you got a lot in there, we we just won the the important ones. Yeah, it's just all coincidental that you're wearing full king stuff, and we're talking about LeBron, and that does intersect somewhere. So LeBron's first game was against the Sacramento Kings in that arena, Arco Arena. So, yeah. and that's our main topic today. So we're not going to go all the way into it, but that's where we're going to progress into. So we're not just talking Kings, well, kind of for no reason, but mostly not for. Any specific reason, but I'm going to loop it in and make it meaningful. So we're going to talk LeBron samples. We're going to have a good time. But before we dive all the way in, what have you been rocking, Nick? What are you looking to cop? Rocking and copping. What's up? Uh, so I what did I wear today? I just had like some beater Cortez by the front door today. Um, what I'm – I don't really know that I that I, there's anything that I'm copping because obviously – failed miserably on the LeBron eights, but I will, I will say that there's something that I'm absolutely not going to cop. And that's the Virgil Abloh, like Jordan three cowboy boot thing that I saw today. Uh, I don't know why. I think it's just like the nature of the internet, right? People forget everything that's happened before or people weren't alive for it. I don't know. But like, I look at that shoe and I'm like, wow, you literally just ripped off Jeremy Scott's like cowboy boots from eight years ago. But yet or the they're like pot. all over the internet and it's Louis Vuitton, so people are gonna buy it. It's just like it's just not impressive to me. He did a Louis V copper foam. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, like that's another one. Like what? I think I think Russ tweeted it, but I ha I have this thought every time I see it. It's like like buying a Buying a luxury brand that knocks off a sneaker is no different than buying a cheap ass Payless shoe source brand that knocks off a sneaker to me. Like, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Like, sometimes there's there's cool on both sides of that. I think that there are, you know, elements of even some of the older like Jordan knockoffs, you know, like the I think we talked about on the last episode, but like the Jordash and the, and the British Knights, like there were things about those shoes that I think would have been cool to see on the, you know, like live through to other shoes. But then you see stuff like that. And I'm just like, it's so disappointing. Cause it's like, can you ever, can you ever create something that's like new and unique and like, you know, or is it just that like the people that want to buy that product only want to buy the same thing as everyone else, but they just want to say that it's worth more than the average person. That's what I assume is the value, the, the proposition there. Correct. I mean, it's the same reason why someone buys the lowest end Mercedes you can buy versus a decent Toyota. I mean, it's you're paying about the same sticker price, but you want to say you have a Benz. Even yep. or I mean, I mean, you can even say Hyundai because Hyundai rips off a lot of design cues from other brands. Um, so, like you know, it's, it's like buying yeah the cheapest bins or the, or the cheapest um, BMW just just to say you have the logo, and um, it, it's interesting. And I find it even more curious how like you have let's just use the phone posit as another example. That's an obvious homage to that model, yet we're having the next 10 Virgil shoes released without, so that they must be okay. Or if, if not, in, I don't want to say in cahoots because Nike's not touching what Louis V is doing, but yeah. th if, if that was going to have backlash, there would be a conversation before that's released to the public for yeah. his Nike relationship to still flourish. So um, that's the, the Nike dynamic is is really what got me mad. So we're recording on a Saturday, and uh, as Nick was just saying, the sneakers loss on the LeBron Eight was it, it frustrating to the point where you I couldn't even click on the shoe to get the no notification to accept my L. Wasn't even given the chance, and a lot of people weren't. And it's like I 
preach that there will be another shoe constantly on this show. There's, there's always another shoe. Don't let it get you down. But man, that that put me in such a bad mood this morning, not being able to spend two hundred dollars on Nikes. When, when I, I have to phrase it that way later in the day to like give myself some some perspective, like, oh no, you didn't get to spend two hundred dollars. Poor you. All sarcasm there. But like, it really grinds my gears when like you want the you, you want a graffiti LeBron that isn't the the seventeen like. You want to? I, I want a graffiti LeBron so bad. I love the eight. I heard news of that, and I was like, "Oh snap! Like this has yeah. to go down. Like I need this shoe, just to like be you know droggy at six fifty eight, being waking myself up just to take the L. It's just it ruined my day today, and and I was fussy about it. So I purposely wore. There's a reason to that story. I purposely wore my Sean Kemp Kamikaze twos today. <laughs> I was like, you know what, man? I can't even with this Nike stuff today. Go give me my kamikazes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> give me my kamikazes. Um, and they were comfortable. They were plush. They were everything I needed them to be. It was like a weighted pillow. I mean, a weighted blanket hug that I needed yeah. from my kamikaze twos today. So that's what I rocked. And um, to to not be a, a an abused partner, I'm not going to say I'm looking to cop any Nikes right now. Having just said, I was really mad at the process of buying Nikes. So uh, I'm going to keep my same energy for the second episode in a row. Give me those Kermit the Frog Stan Smiths, man. It is so weird. I look at them and I'm like, I want that wallpapered. I want that tiled in my house and I want it on my shoes. So Kermit the Frog forever and ever. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, those are dope. I actually, I think... I'll have to see if I can find them. I think I have the old superstars that they did like 10 years ago or something, which are pretty wild too. But um, I was actually surprised. I mean, I wasn't surprised that about the eights, you know, it's like you almost know this is going to be how it is, right? You we know it. We're talking about it. But I was actually surprised that like usually when we post something on the Instagram stories and and have people, you know, leave a comment if they've got it or, you know, do a little poll or something. Usually at least a couple of people say they, they got lucky. Right. And today there was nobody on there that like of all the people that responded, nobody actually got a pair, which I, I mean, not to say that that's a good place to, you know, determine anything, but it, it is no. really interesting because there's definitely a lot of people on our Instagram, a lot of people that are active on there. And I, you know, I think, for the most part, most people are probably trying to cop that, right? It's a, it's a if you're into the graffiti LeBron of any kind, that's a beautiful shoe, and you know it's going to be comfortable as hell. So, I mean, yeah. You but, know who did get a pair? Uh, StockX, because like right after I got a notification saying these are now available on yeah. StockX for three hundred and sixty dollars. So, I mean, it was even more frustrating. So, after fees, you're making one hundred fifty dollars. So, I guess you're almost doubling your money. That's, I would say, that's the bottom of the barrel worth it price yeah. 150 come up that's bottom of the barrel like it's funny i was just talking to somebody about this uh, I, I think it, i think might have been talking to drew at wear testers about this about you know talking to him about some other stuff um over the weekend or you know la- end of last week and i just don't i don't understand the like game of i'm gonna make 15 20 on this flip right like to me, to like you know, to me, like it's barely even worth my energy to be frustrated by this, like to even try for some of these shoes because I just know I'm not going to get it. And if I really, really want that shoe, I'll just go find a way to get it, you know, somewhere else. And thankfully, like we've got people in the Discord that look out for us a lot. But like I just, I have a hard time, like thinking about like people that will spend hours and hours or, you know, potentially tons of money to have bots that, you know, sometimes hit, sometimes fail. It's just a weird thing to me. Cause I'm like, man, don't you just value your time? Like, honestly, like a Saturday morning, I just want to chill, eat some breakfast, have some coffee, watch something on TV, watch some YouTube stuff or something. And like not have to think about anything like that. But then, you know, it, it gets us all riled up and I see all these people that get riled up and I'm just like thinking about all the people that, that you know, also probably paid up front 
for pre-orders because you know people try to scam not scam there are legit people that do pre-orders but like if you don't know that person's gonna get the shoe if you know it's like are they gonna refund you the money now so that's just even more salt on the wound of not getting a pair from from that sneakers at i mean man to to your chillness on a saturday that's what i want too. like mornings i don't try to purchase something on saturday morning way more relaxing of a saturday it's like the flow of the day is way better on the flip side when you get a win it's even better than not opening the app at all but true you know it that's that's a fading that's a fading satisfaction because you're 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 not going to get a lot of it so we we will quit our belly aching because we're going to talk about LeBron's for the next, like, 30 minutes anyway. So, like, I can hate and be bitchy towards sneakers and be all mad. But, like, realistically, the second they have a notification for another LeBron, I'm going to be trying to buy. <laughs> and that's the psychological. Like, we need to have a – that's the real guest we need, a psychiatrist yeah, on this seriously. show. <laughs> we need to have seriously. a certified professional, maybe with some shoe interest, maybe without shoe interest, just to, like, talk to us. And, and, and get to the root problems that we're all experiencing. So, yep. If if you're a clinical psychiatrist, come hop and 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 you listen, and you don't charge for hours, <laughs> come on in. Come on, it'll be fun. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Well, we didn't get any new reviews to read, so I guess I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like, hey, we need some reviews to read. We're like, we got a whole segment of the show. We're missing. We need some help out there. But uh, also, if you haven't argued about which cinnamon candy or if you're one of those weird nobody no offense to anybody in the discord that said licorice but i just find licorice weird it's okay though i like weird shit too so i'm not i'm not judging you but let us know your favorite candy cinnamon candy hot tamales so you just are 100 percent against all 100 candy not playing the oh, game man. <laughs> i mean i'll eat them but i'm not i mean I'm never seeking them. I'm never like, hey, can you pass me those? If I'm sitting in somebody's living room and they have a little glass jar pre-COVID, okay. I'm going to put my hand in the <laughs> jar and I'm going to eat a couple of some boards sitting there. I'm not going to like okay, look okay. for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can respect that. I was thinking like you didn't want to – like you were just grossed out by it, you know? Because like the analogy that you used on the last episode was a little <laughs> intense. You're like the toothpaste and stuff, which I totally relate to because you know like when – like, you know, my nephews or, or niece or something where it's like you're visiting family pre-COVID and it's like, oh, they've got this like, I don't know, like frozen, you know, toothpaste or, you know, yeah. some other crazy collaborative toothpaste. And you're like, is this actually toothpaste or is it literally just like strawberry puree and sugar? Like, it's like so sweet. How is but, raspberry yeah. blueberry making my teeth clean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um yeah the, the, reviews are sweet so leave us some that's all i got to say on the topic because then we don't have to awkwardly dance around this little topic right now um <laughs> filling up time but let's just go ahead i mean i don't have any real like cool fresh news and sneakers like i don't do you have any cool fresh news and sneakers before we dive into lebron's i know the car mines uh... are dropping that's um, yeah, that's actually, actually, no, here's one. So the, um, the Yeezy, uh, 700 boost, the sun colorway released for the first time at its lower price point at $240 instead of 300. Um, I know you didn't buy the shoe, but listeners, um, did the $60 price decrease change your mind on this model? Did you cop them? I didn't get this colorway, but I own a pair of 700 boosts. And I can vehemently scream out into the wilderness. These are comfortable shoes because they are like the 700 boost is an amazing shoe. Like it feels fantastic of all the hype things you can buy. I must admit that like it, it feels good. Like an all day shoe. Like you can wear that all day, but let's say um, a different colorway release, Nick, that, that caught your eye. Are you are you a buyer now at two forty instead of three hundred or still no dice? I mean, I think that's closer to to reasonable. Like, I, it's funny because like I I like the the seven hundred. Like that original Wave Runner colorway to me is spot on. Like it's one of those 
you know, it's a it's a shoe that I would for sure wear. Like it's a style that even pre Kanye or not connected to Kanye at all. Like I would totally rock that shoe. But two forty is still pretty expensive for that type of shoe, in my opinion. Right? Like I look at that shoe and I think, okay, like you know, some sort of like you know nineties, early two thousands runner. Right? Before it gets into the crazy materials or you know crazy boing cushioning or anything like that for adidas that shoe shouldn't be more than like 150 bucks to me um you know i could i could see it being a kanye thing and (laughs) the hyped up stuff like maybe get to 200 but to me like 200 for that shoe is probably about as as high as i think it's worth maybe if there's you know like that's one of those shoes that i'm never going to pay full price for i'm i mean i'm probably not going to ever buy a kanye shoe at this point but um i think like that's a shoe that I'd I'd buy, you know, lightly worn or something like that, where, you know, you could probably find one worn a few times where somebody was like, oh, I thought I was going to resell it. And then I wore it. And then StockX rejected it because I actually wore it. And then <laughs> now I've got to sell it on the inter- on, on the Instagrams for uh, 140. So sure. Anybody that's got a size 13, 140, I'll take a pair. <laughs> You're, um, I just had a really cool phrase come to mind. So there's a premium on that shoe that's why it's so expensive and it's kanye so it's a yemium <laughs> <laughs> got that yemium but um i mean i totally get what you're saying the overlays and the way it's structured definitely screams 90s but of all the 90s dad shoes this is i think the creme de la creme i mean nike tried like a monarch 2.0 type thing yep. with like a, a hard heel on it that was dumb. Um, and, you know, Fila has theirs. I mean, a, a lot of brands have their offerings, but just like the 700 is like the pinnacle of dad comfort. And at, at 240, I will buy it. I hated that colorway. If it was just yellow, I'd be I'd be down with it. But that peach, like midsole, ugh, definitely. And I, no I think go. like in my head too, like the other thing, like that colorway is definitely not for me, but like that model comparatively if the price is like 300 right i'm a big new balance fan anyway like i would just buy another pair of 997s or 998s even like some of the 990s and the you know the various mm-hmm. 992s and that kind of stuff where it's like you're buying the same quality and comfort level like i don't need it to be a yeezy shoe to spend you know an extra 60 bucks um the 240 though like now that i say that and think about the new balance shoes if that's what you're going to pay for like a really really high-end new balance release so and it has it boost sense. so i mean yeah. it's not like you're getting you know, you know eva foam in there you're, you're getting yeah. yeah and you can feel it like i will again say it's extremely comfortable so listeners did you buy the sun colorway of the 700 boost are you interested in any other ones at this new price point let us know possibly leave us a comment that would really f- remedy our last problem. But um, I have another random question for you. I'm just going to ask Nick random questions right. for, for some Let's news. Let's do it. So I've been going back and forth on this Shadow 2.0, this Jordan 1 OG High. It's Shadow Gray. They're calling it the Shadow 2.0 because we have no creativity on Earth. So <laughs> I've been like literally going back and forth. I have the OG Shadows. I have a lot of ones. And I've been asking, do I need a 2.0 shadow? And I'm saying no. I know this is kind of up your you know, wheelhouse, too, in terms of colorway. It's gorgeous. Are you interested in a 2.0 version? I mean, this has been the couple. There is the bread toe. Are you interested in these 2.0 takes of OG colorways? So I'm not, I'm not like, against them. With this particular one, the, um, the 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 shadow, the 2009 release of the shadow mm-hmm. had like that almost like soft, buttery like kind of suede gray on the heel and swoosh and, and toe box. Uh, if I was going to buy any shadow Jordan one at this point, that would be the one I'd buy. I had it, but it was in a size 12. And I ended up getting rid of it because it just like hurt my feet to wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like years ago, but that would be the one that I would love to 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 be able to get another one of because I I like the colorway a lot. It's simple. It's like 
you know, you could wear it all day, right? But I like the difference in the materials on that shoe, you know, the, on the 2009 release. Not that the other one is bad. It's just that I have plenty of leather Jordan ones. I don't need, I don't need another one that just like that has different colors, right? Like, I'd rather have something that's a little bit different. You know, like think of like, like even even like the Alele Maze, right? Like I have those. If I'm gonna wear a Ooh, Jordan you do? one in, in those colors, I'd rather wear that shoe than, you know, the the plain kind of. I, I think it's cool that they're flipping things because honestly it allows people to get a, get something that, you know, it's kind of like the shattered backboards, right? Like mm -hmm. that shoe, I understand why they kind of hammer on a sh colorway because at the end of the day, it's, it's almost like the graffiti, right? A lot of people were not into LeBron's when the LeBron four came out and the graffiti colorway. A lot of people, even people that are probably listening to this might not remember that, that shoe as, a significant enough shoe to, to, you know, to kind of keep in mind, but then fast forward, you know, once you get years away, it's been what, four years since the shadows, I think mm -hmm. maybe five now that gives new people a chance to get involved and in, into the sneaker thing. So I appreciate it for that, but it's just not a colorway for me. I think it was 2017, but I have to say this about the O nines, the materials on that is like petting the belly of a young calf. It's so soft. So yeah, it feels yeah. so good. Um, Honestly, I think if if you looked at all the Jordan One releases, the only pair that I've ever had pre-shattered backboard that I thought was like just mind-blowingly nice was that release. Mm -hmm. All the rest are they're good ones. Like the ninety fours were really nice. The two thousand was it the two thousand one was like the Royals that came mm -hmm. out. Those were really good, but like not like wow factor good, right? Like. They were like, good. This is good because I paid hundred dollars or one hundred and fifty for them, and I feel like I got my money's worth. Those two thousand nine Shadow Grays were like, like holy shit, kind of wow factor for me. Shout out to uh, Reginald Ward that told me to buy them back in the day. I, I don't know if I'm still I'm still following him on Instagram, but I don't I don't know if he listens to the podcast. But Reggie is uh, one of those dudes that's been around for a long time in the sneaker game. It's got a, quite a quite a little stronghold on, on his collection and uh, knowledge down there in Louisiana. So I have my last question for you. This is a yes or no. The Jordan five is releasing in a low top version for Chinese new year with like tearaway materials. We've seen air force ones with this. We saw the Reebok question Halloween version, which is rip away. Um, the stranger things collection from like a year or so ago had burn away materials do you like shoes that have materials underneath materials uh i don't think it's a selling point for me i like i like a lot of the shoes that have had that mm -hmm. so yes would be my my short answer but it's not something that i'm gonna go after because of that like the the original one that I remember seeing that on was like the Clot Air Force One from the One World Pack, and that was like that satin red with like the you know burn away that had like the black undertones and stuff like that. To me, that stuff always is cool, but like I I also kind of hate it because I'm the type of person that would buy two pairs, one to tear away and one to keep normal, so. I also don't like them at the same time, I guess is my answer. It is not. Yes, a I like them, but but no, don't do that. <laughs> Nike. I already have too much of an expensive habit. It's a selling point for sure, but not one that brings me in. I think it's dumb. Basically because I am like anal when it comes to like, if a shoe needs to be clean, it needs to be clean. If a shoe is designed to be beat up, it does that. So like a Jordan 5 low, I really don't want to mess up. So, like, I don't want to yeah. cut and have the fray. Drives me nuts. But every time I see a shoe release with that um, gimmick, let's just call it a gimmick, um, I'm always curious. Uh, who goes, yeah, I need that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a good point, though. You mentioned, like, the fray, right? Like, the fray is the part that I don't like about the tearaway stuff. Think of, like, the, uh, you know, like the, the Jordan 1 SBs, right? The white and black pairs that 
that swapped to the other color as they wore mm-hmm. and got scuffed up. That to me is way cooler than the material just ripping away. Mm, I agree, but still not not my thing. I was looking into like LeBron samples for our main topic, and I found my own article about LeBron samples. So makes makes life a lot easier. That's a dead giveaway. What we're going to be talking about. We're going to go through from like LeBron one. I guess we'll go all the way to to current day, right? We'll see if we can get there. Yeah, right. That's a lot of shoes. I don't know and, if we need to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know Maybe if we not need to get all that, that gritty, but we have a good amount here. And if you want to read the article I'm talking about, I wrote it for Moderate Notoriety back in 2019. LeBron's hottest sample sneakers. So I honestly like gave myself a top ten, and it's not it's not like cheating because I wrote it. So <laughs> ultimately, it's my list. So um, we're gonna go in like chronological order, um, unless Nick's typing up. I hear some clickety click. I don't know if he's in a. Nope. I was just trying to pull up your list. <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, dang. So I'm going to throw some other shoes. We're going to throw some other shoes in here along with this list, but we're going to use this as an outline. And as Nick clickety clicks, I'm going to start off with a shoe. You probably wouldn't think to hear when you think, give me that LeBron sample. And it's the LeBron 12 Grammys. So every year the Grammys happen. Duh. And it's typically the same night as the NBA. The Lakers historically have to play somewhere else, but Kyrie, LeBron, a lot of big players across the association bring out a Grammy-inspired colorway of sneakers for that night. So the LeBron 12, nothing really crazy, just a black and gold sneaker. But it calls back to like the Watch the Thrones, and black and gold is always just a powerful colorway. And the fact that the LeBron 12 released in so many weird colorways... It's good to see one that's just super clean. And this LeBron 12 gives you that. Black and gold with the black swoosh. Simple, but a sample so we couldn't have it. I would love to see that shoe release. Yeah, this this is honestly one of like the, the LeBron 12s I would actually like to have. I, right? I don't like that shoe. Almost Like you said, I think all the colorways that they did were too over the top for me. Um, and the ones that weren't over the top just weren't right. The right color combos for me, like the red and white pair. I forget what that one was, but like heart of a lot. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that shoe on that color on most LeBrons should look really good. And for some reason to me, it just didn't work on the, on the 12, but I'm just not, I guess I'm just not a big fan of the 12. I think too, like I was, I was just such a fan of the 11, which I should just. Pull this here. So this is like the ID, which was one of the oh, reasons yeah. why I love the 11, is that you could ID them. Um, and like, you know, I'm I, I, at the time I was was well, a co- complex and coming back and forth to, to the Bay Area. So um, I did like a little like homage to New York and, and SF and their team colors with like orange, black, white, uh, blue. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. The, the 12 is – I would say the 12 is probably my least favorite LeBron shoe. It's definitely not at the top. It's in the top of the worst LeBrons. That 11 – so it looks like you haven't worn it a lot because I also did a LeBron ID. And the collar started splitting super early, like the stitching around the collar – I ended up selling mine. Really? I, had, I had like a black and red kind of like bulls colorway thing going on. Maybe it was yeah, just my I mean, thing. Pro- yeah, but it was I, so much I, fun. I mean, I've worn them plenty of times, but definitely not like a like it's not like an everyday shoe for me. So getting to ID that shoe was so much fun, and God, it, they had great options on that too. So many good ones. Um, it's just a shame we didn't see these kind of great colorways like the Grammys release on the 12, but they got to hold some stuff in for the retros, right? They got to hold some good stuff in. This next one, uh, Mr. Jacques Slade has, I believe, uh, in his collection. It's the Must Be the Honey LeBron 10 for 2012. Normally, like a yellow shoe doesn't really like... If it's all yellow, it doesn't do it for me. But there's just something about the way the jeweled swoosh 
with the color of yellow with the black airbag, just the right amount of black hits. It's it's a samples sample. Like that that's a sample fucking shoe. Like that's not designed for the everyday man and it's beautiful. Yep. I agree. That's a, that's that's probably one of my favorite. That shoe's for a man's man. Like no, that's a sample sample shoe. Uh the next one here, the LeBron 8 Miami Knights, LeBron 8 low to be more specific. This was one where it almost got to retail. So this was like teetering on will it, will it not release? I even think it did release in some small, small, I could be lying. I want to say it did release in some small fashion in Miami. But this is just, you know, Jason in his bag when it comes to colorways. Like this just yells Miami without saying Miami anywhere, right? Yep. I I think that the eight low is one of those... So, like, I would love to see, like, you know, even, like, the, uh, yeah, like, that's such a great colorway, Sprite colorway. I, even, like, the that 12, right? That Grammy 12 applied to an 8 low, like a black and gold oh, yeah. 8 low would, would be a no-brainer, right? As long as it wasn't super over the top with the gold, sign me up. There was only three 8 lows, a cool gr- a wolf gray, the Sprites, and the Solar Reds. I have the Solar Reds somewhere. It's one of those shoes... Where real sneakerheads know this problem, I swear to God, I lost it. Like I, I just don't know where that shoe is, and it's been driving me nuts. I've been, I think about it and I look for it for like five minutes and then I forget. So sneakerhead problems. Uh, this yeah. next one here, you would think it's just like a think pink type shoe, right? It's the Air Zoom Generation Gloria, named after LeBron James's mother from 2003. The reason why I put it on this list is because. Unlike the must be the honeys, this is not a sample sample. This is so close to something that you could wear with an Easter fit. You know, you could wear it on court and just be a little spicy. You can wear this anywhere. And it's a great shade of pink. It's not that like bright, I mean, that dark, um, richer, like think pink, K Yao pink. It's a light, playful, almost like bubblegum pink. And I love it, man. It's 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 a great color blocking job on the Air Zoom generation with that one. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I could rock that with my Glossier hoodie. Hell yeah! And you'd be supporting your girl and looking fresh. It's yeah. just like I mean the the Tiffany motif gives you the same kind of vibe. It's just so like springy and clean. It just it works, man. It's it's a really great look. Um. We're kind of bouncing back and forth between models. I hope you guys don't mind. But uh, the next one here is a LeBron 15. It's the preheat slash, you know, South Beach colorway. We had a good old talk about LeBron watches. And I think Nick had some other favorites of the 15. But for my money, every time you do the South Beach colorway, it looks played except on this sample. It's just the right amount of proportion color so it's just the right amount of pink here just the right amount of blue just the right amount of black and it works man i think it looks great yeah i i I think i agree with you i think the uh that original series of the lebron watch right 20 was it 17 it's like the 15 so 2017 i think the uh you know the 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 kind of the colorways that they pulled out, right? Like the two diamond turfs, the there's the gray Air Max ninety five, mm-hmm. ACG, the blue box, ACG, not blue box, the Griffey emeralds. Mm-hmm. I, I think those are, I think those are all colorways that I would love to see come back in the new LeBron watch as like a retro, right? Like thinking of like the graffiti colorway from the four applied to the eight, right? All of those colorways, like those tribute colorways, would just be so fire on like a seven, an eight low, an an eight. Um, Even like, I mean, I'm just a fan of the 11, so the 11 would be a cool one to see them kind of recreate. Like, even like if you think Mm -hmm. of like, you know, the the Griffey storyline, right? Like the swing man has always been a thing, you know, the, the connection to the dunk man. But like you could, especially the 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 bronze that have the any of the posit that you could use, where you could actually make that emerald a little shiny. I think that would be such a sweet way to like tie in, 
you know, and me being a baseball fan, but like tying the the Griffey storyline too. I, I think too, like the one thing that I really liked about the the fifteen LeBron watch releases is that they they didn't just do colorways, right? The Griffey one had the swoosh on the toe, like the Griffey Max one. The you know the Diamond Turf had the strap across the foot. Like they did the they did all the right pieces to fully tie it into that like you know like they approached it of that storyline they approached it like a canvas and you got to paint the shoe you got to paint the griffey on the lebron 15 it wasn't just slapping a a griffey you know decal you were painting on that shoe um there was a jordan 5 one also i have to bring that one up um jordan 5 um, LeBron 15. God damn, there's so many numbers we're saying. <laughs> Jordan LeBron 5 wore LeBron. a lot of good ones. Yeah, man. So many. Because he had like the uh, – so if you're a Diamond Turf fan, like the there was the, the red, the black mm-hmm. – or sorry, the, the red and black, the white, red and black. But he got one of the like black and purple and gold. Which mm-hmm. was like the original Diamond Turf that I don't know that they've retroed that colorway. If they have, it's only been once since the original. But like he wore a lot of different colorways that year. I mean, I feel like he wore a, a new colorway every night and then some. And they put the strap. So those Diamond Turfs, they put the strap yeah. on the 15. It wasn't just a little homage. Like, no, they straight up, like, we're going to do some alterations to this LeBron and really hammer it home. To kind of yep. transition off of this topic, it'd be cool. You brought up Griffey, Griffey a couple times. The clear waters are coming back, or fresh waters are coming back. Why doesn't Nike drop a LeBron that looks like another classic Nike shoe every time it happens? Like the Mbappe cleat and LeBron 18. Why can't you do that with Every old shoe, like you want, they had a medicine ball trainer, LeBron 16 watch. You want to bring back the medicine ball trainer that nobody cared about when it retroed last time? Tie it with a LeBron. You don't have to have it released yep. in a pack, but have media doing both shoes instead of just one of them. You're going to get people who miss the LeBron and then pick up the then on sale trainer one, you know, stuff like that. Like you can do. Yeah. So many fun things, and we've already seen it. We've seen all these samples. We know you have the ability to hit it out of the park. So that'd be awesome. This next one is awesome and not awesome. It's awesome because it's the Watch the Throne LeBron 9 from 2011. It's not awesome because it didn't even get mentioned on the LeBron watch. They went with the gold pair, which is great. It's fine. It's it's fine. And, and the And the grand world of samples it's very low on my personal ranking but the black pair is a creature with all on its own like you can't touch the black what the um watch the throne lebron nines in my book that shoe is flawless yeah that shoe is dope the lacing that's again like another another testament to like the black and gold color combo right like if you do it in a tasteful way you can't go wrong you can't but to uh, to contrast this with the LeBron 12, the 12 just went with a black and gold, super simple. Like they went on the one end yeah. of the spectrum. The Watch the Throne, you got the laces, you got the the aglet, not aglet, um, the the lace lock that looks like the Watch the Throne album cover. Like so, there was accoutrement to that colorway that really just put it into another stratosphere. Because you see, like. I want to say like the the black and gold Jordan one OG highs that released pretty recently. That's that's too boring, man. That's just like that's playing in the middle. You either have to go super traditional black and gold or just slap that thing with a crazy stick. And the, <laughs> the LeBron nine got the crazy stick, and it looks so good. He's worn it a couple times. There's pictures of LeBron in the shoe, and just it gets my blood boiling. It looks so good. Oh, yep. why why we didn't get it whatever um this next one here i'm gonna i'm gonna put another lebron 2 in with this one so i have the 2004 lebron 2 organ duck colorway pick your poison i went with the white and green that candy green is 
beautiful. But I'm also going to throw the Chamber of Fear, LeBron 2, into this mix. So if you had a choice between the Oregon Duck, the white and green, or the white and, I guess it's kind of like burgundy red, the white and red yeah. Chamber of Fear. I mean, I probably got to go with the Chamber of Fear just because I'm not a big fan of like the Oregon trend. I, I know it's like, you know, it's a, it's a thing. You know, it's basically <laughs> Nike and it's cool. But to me, it's like, eh, I don't want to wear that. I was never a fan of anybody, you know, at that school necessarily. So like, I don't really have a reason to cheer for them or whatever. So I'm still kind of like, almost like to a fault loyal to my sports teams and my, my local spots. But um, yeah. And even when I lived in Oregon, I was an Oregon State fan, so I have a bunch of Oregon skate, a bunch of pictures of me as a kid when I when I was wearing Oregon State gear. So it'd be kind of weird. That'd be blasphemous. I will say that like <laughs> that that colorway though, it, the the white version of the Oregon is probably one of my favorites, and I think I think probably because like one of my favorites that I actually brought out is the whole like more than a game line. And I think mm -hmm. that's like the simpleness of white and green is, you know, like I can see a connection there between these and, and the, um, and the Oregon twos, but it's one of those things where I just like to see them mix it up. I, the one thing I love about the more than a game stuff was that there was this one, there's a collectability nature of it. Even if it's crazy to think you're going to collect all eight or 10 or whatever it was. But, like, on the flip side of that, I also love that, like, specific areas are getting acknowledged, right? Like, you know, obviously with LeBron, you see a lot of Akron shoes. But, like, I think it would be dope for them to take that whole concept and say, what what else could we do to drive this further to more localized things, right? Even if it's just slapping it on the airbag, like, which most of the, you know, more than a game LeBron 7s were, it really is like a... You know, it's it connects people in a way that they would otherwise never care, right? Like you got to figure, like, especially with the more than a games, right? You have, I mean, Akron's an easy one, but like, let's say you have the like mine are the Paris joints, right? So, like, if I'm from France, right, this is the first time that I really have anything LeBron related that is connected to me, my country, my city, whatever. And I think that's such a huge missed opportunity for all the brands to do more of that kind of stuff. Adidas, I will say does pretty well with, with some of their runners, but it's all primarily like European or like New York and LA. There's not a whole lot of outside of those kind of, you know, general markets that they already know they're successful in, but mm -hmm. all right. And rant there. No, I mean, it's a good rant. The, the kind of, turn it back around um lebron does a lot of like ohio state stuff too obviously because yeah. ohio do you prefer the ohio state stuff over the oregon duck stuff or, or is it this the same Definitely. to you it's a wash uh i mean it's, it's kind of a wash for both but i like the colors on the ohio state stuff because it's a little less traditional it's i feel like we've seen so much oregon duck stuff that no matter how like Granted, this one, when it came out, was like there was a wow factor. And like if you knew anybody that had it or you saw it on Nike Talk back then, it was like, holy shit, what is this? But, you know, now, I mean, what shoe hasn't gotten an Oregon, you know, makeover, right? Like that became like the one of the biggest sellers for some of those like generic trainer ones and lunar trainers and yeah. all those general releases that they did the Oregon branding on. And I get it. Like it's a business play for Nike, but... To me, it's it just seems like there's opportunity to do something a little bit different or cooler than just that. But I do like the uh, the Oregon State or sorry the Ohio State color seems like something we just don't see as much of. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, and and maybe that's just me being focused on the sneakerhead world, right? Because you see more Oregon stuff in that than you do as a you know regular consumer that's just like walking into a store and looking at shoes. Yeah, I mean, I think the. Oregon motif has really deteriorated to the point where, like, who cares when you see, like, a a pit crew Jordan 14 Oregon? I don't care, personally, or a 13. Like, I care if it's the, you know, three, four, five <laughs> pit crews. But, like, outside of that, like, it's just 
it, it's played. But this organ one, just the, the when the candy green hits right, it, it really does hit. Um, let's move on to probably the most beautiful shoe of all time. I, I'm I'm going there in terms of aesthetics. This shoe transcends footwear. This is a piece of art. It's the bronze st- six Stewie Griffin from 2008. This doesn't look like a shoe. This looks like somebody went and photoshopped an NBA game or whenever LeBron's wearing it and photoshopped like a cartoon shoe onto his feet. They look fake. Like he is not in the real world. That's like, I, I, I've seen, you know, we've seen the, um, was it, uh, Jonathan Davies, um, the, the line guy who like makes, uh, the white and black stuff, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joshua Davies. his name. Josh, yeah, Josh Davides. Some, Davides? I'm right there. Joshua so. Vitas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joshua Vitas. So that stuff is cool, and that's debatable who originates that kind of stuff. Whatever, I'm not going to get in that conversation. But this just takes that and then just, like, makes love to it. Like I, I don't know. Like I could just, I can't think of enough. Just like turn on adjectives to use when I talk about the shoe. It just gets my senses going. Like that's a mind fuck when you see that shoe, and not even in person. You see that shoe. Period. It's like, wait, what? Like, what is that? Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy. I mean, they like whoever did the colorway on that. It just knocked it clear out of the park for sure. Because I think it's it, like you said it. it even on foot, it looks like it's a cartoon, right? Like some of the stuff with like the, I think it's Joshua Vita's, like it doesn't quite work, right? And, you know, like that's been awesome to see him be able to kind of take that aesthetic and run with it. But like that happened, you know, like you said, it's no need to debate where it started. But, we, you know, I've been seeing that stuff since the 90s. Like that was a really trendy thing. Yeah. Like in high school for people to do that with drawings. But Adidas had those you know, had a series of those for a while. And I think that like that whole vibe can come and go. And it, and it's, I think it's super dope. I think that there's a lot of ways that, you know, it still freshens up stuff that might not, that you might not care about otherwise. But then you see like this and you're like, it's like out of this world kind of on point, especially if you're a, Family Guy fan, and you recognize that color palette and the Stewie Griffin tie-in, and the you know the the cartoon animation aspect of it. It's like, yeah, I would love to have a pair of those. I know, uh, I know the other part that's cool about those to me is like you know um, Chad from Another Lane, Sneaker Galactus has a pair that's been kind of uh, on tour and display at the Bada Shoe Museum, which you know is just a cool thing to think of like shoes as museum pieces to me. So I always think of that when I see those now too. So the black and white stuff that has the juice, hear me out here. So it has the juice. Like you, you go to the store and you buy a thing of orange juice, probably lasts like a week in your house, right? Maybe a couple days. The juice goes quick. These LeBron sixes have the sauce. Like you go and buy a thing, a sweet baby raised barbecue sauce. That thing's in your fridge for months. That's the yeah, difference. Yeah, that's a good analogy. You got the juice. <laughs> These have the sauce. And it's just, yeah, man. I don't even like Family Guy. I might sound like a big, I think it's too crass personally for my taste. I like South Park's brand more than Family Guy's brand. I don't care about Stewie Griffin all that much, but just, damn. Like, I've never, and I still haven't seen anything that looks that augmented, right? Like, augmented reality is really big. Like, to this day, I've never seen anything that looks like that. So it should be in a damn museum. The next one, I think we could go a whole episode just on the bronze seven samples. Um, But I went with the blue suede shoes, hardwood classic alternatives from 2010. Um there's more than just blue. There's orange and stuff, but they're mostly. When you see them, you probably you start singing blue suede shoes in your head. At least I do. Um, flawless shoe. I could have put the 112 here. I could have put any of the Heroes pack. I could have put any of the Hardwood Classics. 
I could have put Christ the Kings. I could have put um, hardwood class. So there's these hardwood classics. Then there's like the Cavs one where it's like the red and yellow, the Cavs hardwood. Yep. Those are also insane. So, I mean, there's just sevens for days. But what do you think about these blue suede shoes? I chose this one. I mean, for me, this this color is, I mean, probably the best LeBron seven. I, I think, I think any of those like like hardwood classic Cavs jerseys with the blue and orange on the LeBron seven, right? There's like the orange version, mm-hmm. orange with white, the blue, uh, or blue with white, white with blue. Can't remember which one it is. And then this like all blue suede. I would take literally all three of those releases. And apply them to almost any LeBron silhouette, and it would make me want the shoe. Because that color, it's just the speckles. The I mean, it's just, it's so good, man. It's just so good. It's funny, because, like, sometimes you see speckles, like, oh, that's cool. Or, like, oh, I've seen that a million times. But, like, this was definitely not the first shoe to ever do speckles. Let's get that, oh, yeah. let's, let's get that out in the open. But... <laughs> So few shoes do it perfectly, not just like well, but perfectly. And these do it perfectly. There's, I mean, that's the thing about all these. So, like, even we'll heart, we'll heart back to the LeBron Twelve. That's not a great model, but when it's done perfectly with colors, it can make anything look good. Um, yeah. Now the last shoe here, you brought up graffiti's earlier. It's coming full circle. I'm going with the alternative. Graffiti's the one he wore in the All-Star game in Las Vegas in 2006. They are just again like I don't have any tattoos, I don't care about tattoos, I don't care about like I respect Mr. Cartoon, I don't like get it. You know, it's 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 not my thing. But something about this, like it's it's the foam posit. It's the color blocking. It's the way the letters fall through the cracks or the slits of the midsole. It's, it's, it makes me speechless. Like, I don't even know what I like about this shoe. I just know I love it. It's like when you look at your first kid, you're like, I don't know why I like you. You just peed on me. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. This is, this is by far my favorite. I think also the fact that he wore this one and it, you know, it's kind of been fairly elusive since I could, I could go either way on this. Like I, on one hand, I'd love to see it released and I'd love to get a pair, but also like, if it's just this like never attainable shoe that I remember from, you know, 15 years ago now, that sounds crazy to say out loud, but yeah, 2006 was 15 years. Ago. Sometimes Sasquatch um, isn't meant to get caught. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, there was the LeBron 17 graffiti last year, which was, eh, I liked them. The colorways I wanted to purchase were sold out in my size. And that is not a resale worthy sneaker. Um, they did like a LeBron nine free gum, which is like graffiti free gum. I believe is a Miami artist. Um, so it had graffiti aspects to it, but it really wasn't a graffiti graffiti. Uh, I believe also there was a LeBron, I want to say five or six, but no, so the five was like an MVP and it wasn't graffiti. It was like cut and paste, like splatter, like newspaper cutout style. I'm going off a deep end here. I just want to end on one shoe. So I'm going to ask Nick also to give us one shoe that we didn't put on this list. I'm going to head it off though. And I'm going to give you four shoes for the price of one. The LeBron nine elites. So there was a whole pack of um, nine postseasons, PS elites. Um, they did a Volt tennis ball colorway. They did a rehash of the Big Bang, China Moon, and Canon colorways. All four never released. All four are just like, they're the four. If I ever collect all four of those shoes, the world will end because I will then have the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Like, those are my four horsemen. Those are my rider dies. If I could have any LeBron shoes on the history of Earth, it might be those four. <laughs> I'm cheating big time by saying four instead of one. If I had to choose one, probably the Big Bangs. But all four of those are just the definition of LeBron samples. 
it varies, but one interpretation could be something that you saw him wear, something that you could almost buy, and something that's never obtainable. So this, these four shoes combine all three of those. They're unobtainable, yet they're familiar, and I have a personal memory with him wearing it, wearing one of them. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's... <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to go a little, I'm going to throw a little twist on this. So my one like dream LeBron shoe would actually be the LeBron seven dunk man. Okay. But I either want, I want two versions of it. I want a white high. Okay. Cause they did the low. Right. Yeah. And I want a black that's non-patent. That's like that blue suede from the sample hardwood court. If you had a black suede, LeBron with that like dunk man theme. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Just yeah. Sign me up the su- right now. The suede, I mean, many things make LeBron hit, but it's the combination of good cushioning and good materials. The the new stuff is also good materials, but it's good materials for a different purpose. They're trying to serve modern basketball needs. It's not gonna look the same on street as it is on court. But you know, the seven, eight, six Every LeBron up until I believe the um, the eight was the last one with quote unquote traditional materials. Like you put suede on any of those, it's just comfort, good looks, LeBron. It's a lot of yeah. good threes here. It's only two of us, but three good things with a lot of what we're talking about. And and I realize that now that I I should say too that. I'm taking the soldier line out of this oh, conversation yeah, me too. completely because the one shoe that's like kind of always eluded me from the soul collector days in my career is the LeBron soldier, like the camo soul collector collab. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody's out there that has that in a size 13, I'm definitely interested. Let, let me know. But it was a, like, I, I feel like we could actually go pretty far into the LeBron soldier line and even the ambassador line at some point, because for some reason, like LeBron just has countless signature lines that uh, who knows where they land. It's almost like the phenomenon with Kobe where it's like, wait, what is this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The colorway is good. It's a Kobe, right? <laughs> like that's, um, that's a whole nother beast that I would love to slay with you sometime because I mean, let's just take the ambassador as an example. He's more than that a couple of times on court this year while playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, he he could wear any damn shoe he wants, and he consciously decided, I'm going to push these ambassadors today. And they look like $65, $85 basketball shoes, because that's what they are. They're not $65, but they're the low-end budget LeBron. They're they're the budget-friendly LeBron. And when LeBron isn't afraid to wear his own budget shoe, that's, that's a stamp of approval. I haven't owned a pair of ambassadors ever, but... You know, I see Stanley over at Wear Testers. He gets a whole bunch of stuff. He 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 has a lot of ambassadors, and they look cool. I'm not gonna lie. It's just yeah. I don't need a fifth line of basketball shoes during fucking COVID, where I'm not doing anything anyway. So there's no there's no need for <laughs> yeah. him. But he's doing he's doing a lot right that nobody ever talks about. That's where we're gonna earn our chops as sneaker history. We're gonna talk about the soldier and ambassadors. And give you guys a take um, that you yep. will not hear anywhere else. But um, yeah, we should definitely do. That. I think that's about it for us, though. I'm gonna flip the tables on you, yep. Nick. Where can they find you? <laughs> At Nick Engvall on all platforms. Uh, yeah, that's it. You can find me in the streets. But more importantly, make sure you're following Sneaker History. If you're watching this and you're still watching it, please go down to the like and subscribe button. Click both of those. That'd be really cool. Um, if you're listening purely audio, maybe think about joining our Patreon. There's a lot of good options for you here in the sneaker history family. So come on in. Definitely. Bet. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. All right. Peace. Hey, y'all. Nick Ingvall here. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a portion of your week hanging with us. And if there are any ways that we can improve the podcast for you, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory and join us for as little as five bucks a month. That also gets you access to our Discord group, which is a lot of fun. 
Also, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. We just started uploading our videos there now, so you can watch the video version of the pod and a lot more. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. It's a small gesture that can go a really long way to making somebody's day a little bit better. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.